Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and live from the Sam Darnold Ghost Watching Party, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa here for 10 years, guiding you to victory. Jana, how are you? I'm how not seeing ghosts, so I'm doing better than Sam Darnold. Like, things were good in Cowboy World. We're on a bye this week, which is the best possible week of the season as a Cowboys fan because we can't mess things up, with the exception of, like, you know, the domestic violence stuff or, like, car accidents or, you know, Jerry Jones get crazy and deciding to coach the team or something. But other than that, like, not a lot can go wrong this week, so it's pretty solid. Yeah, I was – I watched most of the game Sunday night. I was on an airplane and, you know, cross-country flight and was just watching football game after football game after football game. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys look very impressive. It. Yeah, they, they yeah, I can tell you very definitively kind of that no one in my family is currently speaking to me. <laughs> They're all Eagles fans and not pleased. Oh. <laughs> so it's, it was oh. a quiet night it's in the because of that and not something else. <laughs> no, no, other than that, I'm in the good graces. Despite having terrible okay. taste in football teams, they'll keep me around. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. could be worse. Uh, I'm sorry about your Giants. I really thought they were going to win this week. I've it might have been the only one, but I really felt like it was a thing that could happen. No, I did too. I think they're cursed. Maybe they were watching ghosts too or seeing ghosts. Maybe they need to start watching ghosts. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the stadium is haunted. It's weird. Last week, both the New York teams played at home, and this week, they're both on the road. But yeah. Do you think people are going to show up dressed for, like, exorcisms this week to Jets games? Like, this is literally, like, the worst thing. This is worse than mono for Sam Darnold. (laughs) As long as his head doesn't start spinning around on a swivel, then we'll be okay. That might make it more interesting. I might might become a Jets fan then. I'd be terrified, but I might get invested. (laughs) (laughs) Just throwing it out there. <laughs> this show can only get better from here. You know, I like we to hope. set the bar low so, so people know what they're getting into early. I'm feeling good about it. I think it's going to be a good, good week for us. I think we're going to okay. disagree on a lot let's, of games, so you probably already hate everything. Let's, let's go out and prove it. <laughs> well, we do have an action-packed show for you, possibly ghost sighting. Possibly not. I can't predict those types of things. However, I can predict what we'll be talking about. Uh, We're going to take a look at injuries, which is always a a lovely experience. We've got some weird ones this week. Waiver wire pickups for said injuries. Who to start, who to state your daily fantasy picks. And, of course, our game predictions, which is always a hot topic on this show. We'll be here from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every Wednesday night. So, of course, if you have questions, we're available for you all, all week long, all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show. That's the number four THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. So, I'm guessing we should just dive right in. Uh, to start off, it's still we're still deep in the, uh, the bye week life, but it's not as bad as, as it could be. Only two teams on a bye this week the aforementioned Cowboys, and the Ravens. So a lot of guys that you're going to have to find ways to replace in your lineup, at least for a week. Um, so, but we got, we got options for you. 
On top of that, the trade deadline is coming in hot, and there were some trades made today and yesterday. Uh, Also, a couple of notable injuries, so we should probably start there. Probably the biggest one this week is Patrick Mahomes. In case you've been living under a rock, we all saw his knee dislocate on Thursday night. It was gross. Somehow, for a guy who looked like his leg did not even work, he walks himself off the sideline, gets x-rayed, gives the team a pep talk after the game, and he was at practice today actually practicing on a football field. Granted, it was limited. He wasn't taking hits. They're not ruling him out for this week. It's a long shot for him to play. He has absolutely no business being on a football field. Um, they're calling him week Maybe to week. Matt Moore. Well, Matt Moore was coaching a very nice little high school football team when the Chiefs came calling. Uh, let's also not forget he was once upon a time Super Bowl MVP. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but he's going to be playing quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, although Andy Reid is going with the Sean Payton school of we're not naming a starter press conferences, which Sean Payton's having one of those later this week as well. But Patrick Mahomes should be out for like a lifetime. I'd probably be dead if my knee dislocated. I just wouldn't even come back to life after that. And Patrick Mahomes is practicing. So he's a, a much far superior human than, than any of us are will be. <laughs> also back well, at practice. Neither one week. of us can throw a football out of the stadium. I don't know. I haven't tried. We'll, we'll get back to you on that. I can tell you I would not come okay. back from a dislocated kneecap like that. But uh, returning to practice this week as well, Nick Foles. You might remember him as the guy that Gardner Minshew t- replaced. Remember a time before the mustache and the Uncle Rico headbands? Nick Foles was actually Jaguars quarterback for a minute. Broke his clavicle. He is back at practice. He's looking at a week 11 return. So there's going to be some interesting uh, conversations had in Jacksonville. As I said, we had a few trades this week. (laughs) Listen, I'm just saying it's a real thing. There's no doubt in my mind with what the Jaguars paid for Nick Foles that that the moment he's healthy, he's back out on the field and Gardner Minshew, I.I. If Gardner Minshew wins the next two games, if he beats the Jets and the Texans, and he's the hot hand who's only throwing his his touchdown-to-pick ratio, phenomenal. Granted, they're not blowing guys out. They're not winning a whole lot of games, but – it's hard to say he should lose his job. I'm just we'll we'll argue more about. Well, this why should week. Nick Foles? Lose, you know, I, I don't see why Nick Foles should lose his job because you know the team is now you know four you and five or five lose and four. Your job injury. I'm just saying it's a conversation that has to be had. I don't think you can just say like well, Nick Foles is the guy coming in. I want to see what it looks like in practice. Listen, right, I'm a Nick Foleyan right. dynamite proponent. I'm just saying we got to talk about it. Uh. In other news, <laughs> the Patriots traded for uh, wide receiver Mohamed Sanu from the Falcons. Why? Because they also put wide receiver Josh Gordon on IR with a knee injury. He's done for the year. They already were thin at wide receiver, and it didn't really get better. Although, apparently, they've been trying to get Mohamed Sanu since before the draft. They've really been looking at, at him hard, and they finally got it done. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders also has a new home. Denver traded him to San Francisco. And uh, on Johnson went on IR for the Lions this week. Uh, he's designated to return. He had knee surgery this morning. And Ty Johnson is now uh, the quote-unquote starter in the backfield in Detroit. Um, one other interesting trade note, John Gruden and the Raiders traded their one of their starting cornerbacks, Garen Conley, to the Texans. Let's also keep in mind, the Raiders are playing the Texans this week in a move that only John Gruden would make. 
let's trade one of my starting defenders to the team I'm playing. So we'll see how that plays out for them. Other injury news, Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen left Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. It was nice he scored a touchdown before he did that. It would have been nicer had he scored a few more points. He is not going to play Thursday night against the Redskins in the Kirk Cousins Revenge Bowl. Uh, Redskins also going to be with a few guys. Revenge Bowl. It's it's a lot of revenge in that that field. Gonna be, uh, be probably not game. that interesting, but <laughs> we'll get well, to that more interesting here a little for Kirk bit. Cousins, but... I I'm thinking so. I have him on a fantasy team, and I you know I'm not mad about it this week. Um, the Redskins will be without a couple of guys. Chris Thompson at running back, still dealing with toe injury. He's going to miss the second straight game. Tim Vernon Davis has already been ruled out as well with a concussion. Adrian Peterson is questionable. He's going to play through the ankle injury, which apparently is serious, but not serious enough for him to miss time. Plus, they don't really have any other running backs. So he's going to play football this week. Giants running backs, Quan Barkley. Returned last week. He uh, is still obviously dealing with that ankle injury. He's been limited at practice. He's still going to play this week. I would imagine he's going to be limited for a couple of weeks. Called maintenance. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard is questionable with a concussion. Still in the protocol, but he is practicing a little bit, so that's a good sign. In Detroit, they did lose their running back, Matt Stafford, at quarterback, though, dealing with that hip injury. He's still practicing through. He's going to keep playing through, so they're hopeful that doesn't get any worse. Most of the Chargers' offensive line is pretty banged up and not practicing. That's not a great sign for Phillip Rivers, but we'll see how that works out for them. In Atlanta, we saw Matt Ryan leave uh, Sunday's game with an injured ankle and leave the stadium in a walking boot, which made people pretty concerned. MRI was clean. They say it's not that serious. He's on track to play this week. He is unfortunately still in the Falcons, which is not a very good football team. So we'll see how that goes. Sam Darnold is dealing with being haunted and also a toe injury. So he's allegedly questionable. He's going to play this week. May or may not have an exorcism between then. Um, I would imagine he's probably watching a little more game films so that he can perhaps understand coverage better and stop seeing ghosts. In Philadelphia, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, still not practicing, still not sure if he's going to play with that abdominal injury. Uh, I was shocked he didn't play last week. Primetime is usually when he shows up. Darren Sproles also not practicing with a quad injury. And half of their offensive and defensive lines are not practicing either. So protection is going to be a little suspect this week. In Buffalo, wide receiver Duke Williams was limited with a shoulder injury, but it looks like he's got a pretty good shot at playing. Out in L.A., Todd Gurley still dealing with that knee injury. He's going to plan to play through it. Uh, The matchup this week looks pretty good, so we'll talk about him, I'm sure, later on. The Cardinals are dealing with some problems in their backfield. David Johnson was active last week. He started. He had one carry for two yards and then never saw the field again. He was allegedly activated on a need basis. So, as we told you last week, Chase Edmonds was got to start. Still the case. Uh, he's not practicing David Johnson. They're saying that it's not too serious, but kind of serious, and they're not sure if he's going to miss time. They also worked out a couple of running backs and ended up signing Alfred Morris today, which leads me to believe David Johnson's going to miss some time. Uh, in not-so-breaking news, the Carolina Panthers announced Kyle Allen will be their quarterback again this week. Pretty sure we're not going to see a whole lot of Cam Newton this year, so Kyle Allen's your guy. In Cleveland, running back Kareem Hunt, remember him? He's officially allowed to practice with the team and eligible to play in Week 10. That should be interesting. In other returning to the practice field news, Saints quarterback Drew Brees says that as long as he feels good throughout the week, he's going to be playing on Sunday. 
Sean Payton followed up saying, we're not naming a starter. We've heard this story before. <laughs> Drew Brees is going to be playing quarterback for the Saints this week unless his arm falls off. In Arizona, they're also dealing with wide receiver Christian Kirk, uh, dealing with that ankle injury. He was limited to practice today, didn't play last Sunday. It looks like he's got a better chance this week. Uh, also in that Saints game, Alvin Kamara missed last week with his ankle and knee injury and head, shoulders, knees, and toes. He's still not practicing. Again, they're saying it's not serious, but he missed last week and he's not practicing, so I'd keep an eye on it, have a plan B. They were The Saints were also without tight end Jared Cook and wide receiver Trey Quan Smith, who are both dealing with ankle injuries. And their secondary is looking real rough around the edges. Most of them are missing practice as well. So food for thought. Drew Brees is going to have to score an awful lot of points this week. Out in Indianapolis, wide receiver Paris Campbell still dealing with that abdominal injury. He's limited and pretty questionable for this week. In San Francisco, tight end George Kittle and wide receiver Debo Samuel are both limited, both with groin injuries. They're both hoping to play this week, so we shall see. The Raiders are dealing with a couple injuries. Josh Jacobs is still dealing with that shoulder injury. That's going to be an ongoing thing. He's not practicing, as he really doesn't most Wednesdays now. He'll play this week. Most of their offensive line is also not practicing. That's a little more troubling to me. In Houston, wide receiver Will Fuller is not practicing with a hamstring injury. He could miss, quote, several weeks, so that's not good for them. It's about that time of year when that normally happens for him, which is rough, but you should have a plan B on the plus side there. Wide receiver Kenny Stills, who was acquired via trade, is uh, fully practicing through his ankle and hamstring injuries he's been battling. It looks like he'll be good to go this week. In New England, tight ends Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo both did not practice, uh, dealing with knee and concussion injuries respectively. Wide receivers Julian Edelman and Philip Dorsett both were limited, along with running back Rex Burkhead. Uh, They all will play this week. Rex Burkhead's probably the most questionable out of the bunch. Kansas City's entire defense is dealing with one injury or another. They are practicing mainly on a limited basis, so I'm not really sure who's playing defense again, Patrick Mahomes and his dissipated knee, but maybe Matt Morris, hard to say. Sammy Watkins fully practiced this week after missing the last two games with hamstring injuries. Maybe he's just been waiting for Matt Moore. Maybe this was a sign he needed, but it looks like he's going to play this week. And now in Green Bay, wide receivers got a little healthier, but Devontae Adams still not practicing, not looking real good for his chances of playing this week with that toe injury. Aaron Rodgers was limited with a knee injury, and Jimmy Graham was also limited with an ankle injury. They're both going to play this week. And we finally reached the end of the injury report. (laughs) Take a breath. You deserve it. Well done. Yeah, no breathing, but we got all the injuries in. So if guys stop getting hurt, my fantasy team would also really appreciate that, as well as my vocal cords. So here we are. (laughs) All right. So, How are you feeling um, about the waiver since wire? People, well, since there are people getting injured, we also need to replace them. That's what the waiver wire is for. Mm-hmm. Uh, running backs, you mentioned Ty Johnson, the newly minted starter in Detroit. He's at the top of my list. Uh, Mark Walton with Miami. Daryl Henderson with the Rams, more of a, you know, a precaution against uh, or maybe a, a, a hedge against uh, Todd Gurley. Alexander Madison in Minnesota, same thing with respect to Dalvin Cook. Uh, Rex Burkhead, you're in a deeper league, and he gets back this week. And then uh, Gus Edwards is on a bye, but uh, still uh, that's another more speculative uh, pickup for uh, later in the season if you have the bench spot. So that's another way of saying that there's this picking is a pretty thin at running back this week. 
They are. They are. When you're looking at, like, a J.D. McKissick and you're like, hmm, maybe I'm going to put him on my team or, like, Wendell Smallwood, it's like, oh, God, at least hit the dregs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not great. Or Dan Vitale. <laughs> it's not – it's a tough time to have to replace a running back, let me tell you. Yeah. Conversely, oh. if you need to replace a wide receiver either due to injury or – Five weeks. Uh, you actually have some options this week. We Jan mentioned Kenny Stills. Kenny mm-hmm. Stills, and I'm going to give you a few. Kenny Stills, you mentioned before, Philip Dorsett. Uh, Preston Williams with Miami. The team's horrible, but he's still getting targets and yards each week. You, know, you just won't, don't expect any touchdowns from him. Cole Beasley in Buffalo. McCall Hardman with Kansas City, although, again, beware with the quarterback situation there. Auden Tate in Cincinnati, who should be good until uh, A.J. Green comes back if he doesn't get traded first. Demarcus Robinson True. in Kansas City, Geronimo Allison in Green Bay, A.J. Brown in Tennessee. Um, we talked about Kenny Stills in Houston, but there's a guy named Kiki Kute, who we were all pretty high on to start yeah. the season, who's back now. And then uh, Deontay Johnson, who's uh, back from the bye week with the Steelers, and uh, they should uh, have their way with the Dolphins this week. Um, so. Anyway, that's that's my list. Anyone you want to add to that? I'm at, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about your list, actually. Like you said, there's a lot of good options out there. I'm not mad about any of them. Okay, I'm um, moving on to quarterbacks. You'll be happy to know I have uh, Ryan Tannehill at the top of yes. that list. Yes, you're finally seeing well, the light. <laughs> I I did watch that game, and it's not so much that he won the game as uh, the as the uh, the Chargers offense somehow managed to screw that up multiple times at the they end. Are, but, uh, that was... They are phenomenal at snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. That Chargers team yeah. just is something else. I don't know how they managed to find new ways to do it, but it's impressive. Yeah, well, we'll have more opportunities against Chicago's uh, lousy offense this week, but we'll see. So Ryan Tannehill, uh, Derek Carr has a nice matchup against the Texans defense. Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew II has a nice matchup against the Jets. Well, Sam I. Darnold has a nice matchup <laughs> against II uh, Meaty. Um, Sam Darnold has a nice matchup against Jacksonville. And then uh, if you're really desperate, Daniel Jones is uh, also there for the taking in uh, more you, than half the league. You don't want to put Matt Moore on your list? Not interested? <laughs> no, I do not. Not interested in the least. I would start Gardner I mean, Minshew. Wow. I would start. If you, I would, if you had I would to pick, start Gardner Minshew 100 times over before I would start. 100 times more. out of 100. Wow. Okay. That is that is strong. And you know what I feel, how I feel about Gardner Minshew. And if I feel I know. that way about. You do not like a headband. You're not here for it. <laughs> no, but I'm not here for Matt Moore either. So. <laughs> What a uh, time to be alive. Any other, Here we are. Any other, no, any other no, quarterbacks you want to no. add to the list? No? All right, I'm going to move on to tight ends. Then, um, if I put Matt Moore on the list, again, I think you're going to self-destruct. <laughs> no, my head's about it to explode. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm moving on to tight ends. Uh, Dallas Goddard, um, I don't know, Philadelphia's offense, probably not, you know, prime. Uh, material for picking up offensive options right now. I thought but, it was interesting uh, that he gives—he literally gives the Cowboys a touchdown, and then they—they they don't look at 
anybody else but Dallas Goddard that offense for like the next 10 minutes. It was incredible. Like here, give the ball away. We're going to keep rewarding you with more touches. Crazy. Oh, yeah, it was odd that he had three targets, I think, before uh, they even yeah. looked Zach Ertz's way in the game. But so, so Dallas Goddard, um, Kyle Rudolph had a nice game last week and has another nice matchup this week. I don't know that there'll be many other opportunities to start him this season, but uh, if you picked him up for last week, uh, and, you know, start him again this week. And if he's still out there and you're in need of somebody this week, uh, take a shot with him. Darren Fells with Houston, Jack Doyle with Indianapolis. Um, your, your friend Mike Basicki is uh, actually starting to he, see some He stats, had himself uh, a nice little couple. game. I was like, whoa, yeah, just, whoa, we might have to take him into purgatory and off your voice list. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. But, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely getting the targets and some yardage. But, unfortunately, as with, you know, Preston Wilson, there's just no – TDs to go with it. Uh, Luke Wilson in Seattle, Ben Watson, newly re-signed by the Patriots, and uh, Chris Herndon you know, at the bottom of the list because he's back from suspension, but now he's not healthy and his quarterback's seeing ghosts. So, uh, yeah, if you're yeah, desperate and he's there, but uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Not into the ghost protocol, and, huh? No, I'm not. So, and uh, if you're streaming defenses and looking for somebody to pick up this week, uh, Seattle is uh, available in roughly half the league, which surprises me. Same thing with Green Bay. Indianapolis um, has been pretty impressive defense this season, Mm -hmm. but they're still out there. And then a little more understandably, Philadelphia, Detroit, and the Jets are all available. But I think all three of them have a shot to uh, do well this week. Yeah, I was surprised that the the Seahawks were available in so many leagues, especially after uh, they beefed up their secondary a little bit this week, which has been a real problem for them. I, I don't know why people aren't talking about that more, but any any league I saw them in, I was picking them up. That's for sure. Okay. Um, shall we move on to our top 10 in the void lists? I think we should. I think we got to give the people what they want. All right. Well, since the people are here for you <laughs> to hear you rather than to hear me, why don't you start off by uh, giving oh, I don't the, your think top That's true, back. but I will, I will start off. Shocker of all shocks. I'm going to put Christian McCaffrey at the top of my list. Stop me if you've heard that before. Uh, love the matchup this week. Pretty much love everything about it. Uh, Dalvin Cook, a close second for me. Pretty much only coming in at number two on the list because I hate Thursday night games. Uh, Todd Gurley and I share that sentiment. Saquon Barkley at three, Leonard Fournette, and Chris Carson rounding out my top five. Uh, I think I'm a little higher on Seattle than some people are this week, but I'm all in on it. James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, Alvin Kamara, of course, that is pending him playing. Uh, Todd Gurley and Aaron Jones rounding out my top ten. Okay, we agree on five of our top ten. There were. I don't think you had anybody that I – I don't think anybody there – Oh, one guy did show up on my avoid list, but we'll get to that momentarily. That's actually pretty good. I, Normally, I've got like eight guys yeah. on your avoid list. No, no. Yeah, I think I'm good at that. running backs, we usually disagree more. And um, Dalvin Cook, actually number one on my list this week. I have Christian Whoa. McCaffrey in purgatory. So Dalvin 
Cook is at the top of my list. Uh, Sony Michelle had himself a nice game against the the Jets last week, and I think he's going to continue that this week against the Browns. Chris Carson was number three on my list. Todd Gurley, in spite of uh, getting the stamp on the passport this week, is number four on my list. <laughs> Derek Henry, five. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, six. Tevin Coleman, seven. Josh Jacobs, eight. Aaron Jones, nine. And uh, whomever uh, starts out of the James Conner, Benny Snell uh, combo would be my uh, round out my top ten for the week. And uh, some honorable mentions, Chase Edmonds, Marlon Mack, Carlos Hyde, uh, Ty Johnson, and Leonard Burnett. Okay. All right. So so half my list is on your honorable mentions. That's fine. We're not all on the avoid list, so I'll take take what I can get. Um, My avoid list uh, definitely starts with Duke Johnson in Houston. I don't love this matchup for them this week. Damian Williams in Kansas City, Devin Singletary, Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders, J.D. McKissick, who sadly might be somebody you're picking up on the waiver wire, but I wouldn't love to start him this week if I can avoid it. Uh, Ronald Jones, I.I., Peyton Barber, pretty much any running back in Tampa Bay. We can all lump together. Naeem Hines and Giovanni Bernard. Okay, I have Nick Chubb at the top of my avoid list this week. He's going up against the Patriots defense. Yeah, I, I just... Mm-hmm. Patriots have the number one defense. Nick Chubb yeah, was like an honorable gonna... mention. He's like twelve on my list. Well, he's he's on my avoid list. So okay. so is uh, Le'Veon Bell, who I think was on your uh, your top list. Yeah. So yep. I'm, I'm all in. I'm avoiding him. Uh, Devontae Freeman, avoiding Philip Lindsay, avoiding Joe Mixon, Adrian Peterson. I do agree with you about the Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, II combination. I'm avoiding them. Uh, David Montgomery yeah. and uh, Mark Walton also uh, on my avoid list, even though I just told you about five minutes ago to pick him up if he's on waivers <laughs> and you need a running back. That's okay. Desperate times, desperate measures. Yeah. We we don't – consistency doesn't – yeah, consistency doesn't no, matter. No, why would we do that? No. Yeah. So – Moving on to wide receivers, uh, I'll start off by recommending Stefan Diggs, even though it's a Thursday night game, uh, since I'm recommending both uh, Dalvin Cook as my top running back and Stefan Diggs as my top wide receiver. That should give you okay. some idea of what I think of the Thursday night matchup, although I don't think I'm going on too much it. of a win there. I am. There Julian Edelman, second. DeAndre Hopkins, third. Kenny Galladay, fourth. The Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, get your passport stamped uh, combo. Number five on my list, T.Y. Hilton, six, Tyler Lockett, seven, Keenan Allen, eight, Larry Fitzgerald uh, making an all-too-rare appearance on the top ten list for this week, and the newly traded Emmanuel Sanders. uh, I think he's going to get off to a good start with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. Just missing for me, also newly traded uh, Mohamed Sanu and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster back from a bye week, uh, probably with Mason Rudolph as his quarterback. Okay, okay. Uh, we definitely see a few of these de- games differently, but that is all right. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you this for sure. Emmanuel Sanders on my avoid list this week. Uh, but top of my list for guys I do want to start, Michael Thomas out in New Orleans, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> uh, Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay, Tyler Lockett in Seattle, and Julio Jones running out my top five, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Kenny Galladay, Julian Edelman, and Stefan Diggs, my top ten. 
All right, uh, you're going to like my avoid list then because I have Julio, Julio <laughs> I'm Jones. I'm going to love it because it's mostly it. my list. <laughs> Julio Jones is at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr., Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Cortland Sutton, Golden Tate, and the uh, Auden Tate Tyler Boyd combo. Um, it's also getting their passport stamped, but not in a good way for me. No, no. I got to say, I don't want any part of pretty much anything on the Bengals offense, defense, any of it. I'm done. I'm done. I know I said I was going to Dawkins last week, but I think Julio Jones will be okay. I think Matt Ryan's just going to have to get rid of the football immediately, and Julio Jones is the most consistent route runner on that team. So I'm going to go with it. My avoid list, uh, like I said, does have a million standards on it. teaming him now that they don't have uh, Mohamed Sanu anymore. Yeah. Calvin Ridley better uh, better try to be in two places at once. Step it up. Yeah, yeah he's going to have to. Emmanuel Sanders is on my avoid list this week. Uh, obviously, I'm never really as high on Jimmy Garoppolo as you are, and I, I just don't think he's been there long enough. But Tyrell Williams still banged up in Oakland. I don't trust it. I don't love the matchup. Jamison Crowder could be a ghost, could be a wide receiver. I don't know, but I'm not starting him either way. I respect the Jacksonville defense a little too much. Uh, Christian Kirk, Auden Tate, et al. in Cincinnati. Preston Williams, Mike Williams, pretty much anybody named Williams is currently on my avoid list this week. Marquise Valdez, Scantling, and Robbie Anderson. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody okay. getting, getting a seat on the bench. All right. For me, uh, quarterbacks that I want to start this week, Jared Goff at the top of the list, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jacoby Brissett. Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, and Koff, Josh Allen, rounding out my top 10 list this what? week. Uh, and Koff, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Philip <laughs> Rivers, getting an honorable what? mention out of What? A time to be alive. A very begrudging. I'm feeling, I'm feeling real good about what's happening in the world right now. I got to say. This this is some kind of good day we're having here. And the Cowboys are on a bye, so it can't get worse. Uh, I actually have Russell Wilson on the top of my uh, must-start list this week. Uh, he and Deshaun Watson, as well as Aaron Rodgers, Jacoby Brissett, Jared Goff, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins in the old Revenge Gate 2019, and Kyler Murray. Do you know we just agreed on all top ten of our top ten? Uh yeah. It it feels weird. Not sure how to do it, but I I thought for sure you wouldn't put Josh Allen in there, so I'm very excited about this. Well, that's probably the kiss of death for him. And I'm still angry yeah, that he's in my family photo now. He might he might be. <laughs> I I think about that every week. <laughs> I got to tell you, it has not stopped bringing me joy. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and we have to figure out a way to airbrush that out. <laughs> oh, God, it really right. is. <laughs> we hot to that. Oh, so who's All on right. your avoid list? Which, shockingly, is not my start list. I don't even know how to feel um, that. Baker Mayfield is at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Case Keenum, Daniel Jones. Matt Ryan or Matt Schaub, whoever starts there. Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Matt Moore. So if you're a quarterback named Matt, I don't want any part of you on my fantasy team this week. Well, it's, 
very discriminating. Uh, yeah, I I can't really disagree with your list. <laughs> I I'm just mine's a slightly different order, but like it's essentially the same human being. So this is just too weird. Just just feels very uncomfortable. Okay, let's hear them. I think we might write the ship here in tight ends. I feel like we'll get back to back to form. Do you want to give your quarterback list, or are we just going to assume it's exactly the same? You're holding me in suspense. I mean, here it's it's remarkably similar. Um, I have Joe Flacco on mine, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Drew Brees, Ryan Tannehill. Unfortunately, Derek Carr, Matt Moore, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, II, Mason Rudolph. It's, I don't want to not recommend huh. these guys, but like they're just not going to get you the points. Uh, the Drew Brees uh, recommendation is interesting to me, so we'll have to talk about that more in the game recs. Um, I'm 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 end. not convinced that his thumb's okay. I don't know. I'm not sold yet. He's worried about losing his job to Teddy Bridgewater, is what he is. I think it could be Taysom Hill. They won't name starters. It could be anybody. Well, it could be you, sure. Not going to be Taysom Could be Josh Hill, Allen. No. Could be Matt. It Moore. couldn't be me. It could. No, it has to be somebody on the team. Has to be somebody on the team, and it can't be taken. Well, if you're really gonna like box it in like that, (laughs) yeah, the master of constraints. So uh, why don't you uh, let us? um, Oh, I guess I go first with the tight ends. So um, it is your turn. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is at the top of my list. A little disappointed last week. I was hoping they'd look for him at the goal line at the end of the yeah. game there when they were figuring out ways to, but I guess that would have uh, defeated the purpose of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, as you put it. So true. Um, I'll put him at the top of my list, even going against that uh, vaunted Chicago defense that gave up a lot of points to New Orleans. Kyle Rudolph, second. Delaney Walker, third. TJ Hawkinson, fourth. Luke Wilson, fifth. Zach Ertz, sixth. George Kittle, seven. Evan Angron, eight. Jimmy Graham, nine, and the Gerald Everett, uh, Tyler Higby combo uh, is number rounds off my top 10. And an honorable mention to Jordan Aikens, Darren Fells combo in Houston. So let's hear who's on your list. Uh, Darren Waller at the top of my list. Uh, Austin Hooper at number two. Again, I I said Atlanta was pretty much dead to me, but there's some fantasy value this week. Uh, Evan Ingram at three, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Even with uh, being a little limited practice, I'm not too worried about him come Sunday. Hunter Henry's at six on my list. I That Chicago defense maybe scares me a little more than it does you. Zach Ertz at seven, Delaney Walker at eight, Gerald Everett and Greg Olson running out my top ten. Okay, I have Travis Kelsey and Austin Hooper as one and two on my avoid list this week. Uh, O.J. Howard Tough. third. <laughs> Noah Font, uh, fourth. Um, sorry, Mike Basicki, you're still on the list, although not quite as high up on it as usual. Ricky Seals-Jones, Tyler Eifert, and Trey Burton rounding out my abbreviated uh, avoid list for this week at tight end. Okay. All right. Chris Herndon's uh, on top of my list. I, I'm just I'm not loving the Jets this week. TJ Hawkinson, Jimmy Graham, Vance McDonald, Dallas Goddard, Kyle Rudolph, OJ Howard, Eric Ebron, Noah Font, and Trey Burton. Mike Gusecki is in no man's land for me. He's hanging in purgatory. I'm not putting him on the avoid list this week. Okay, well that's 
He's probably he's happy to hear that. Uh, I would uh, think so. For how long, though? Well, right. you know what? Uh, how about defenses? At least he's got a week. Uh, I have the Steelers at the top of my list, which is not entirely surprising because they're playing the Dolphins. <laughs> then I have the Rams, Colts, Lions, and Patriots, uh, Vikings, Saints, Jaguars, Titans, and the Bears. We agreed on seven or eight. I've got Minnesota at the top of my list. Chargers, Indianapolis, Rams, Seattle, Jacksonville, Tennessee, New England, Green Bay, and Pittsburgh rounding out my top ten. Who's on your avoid list? Uh, I actually have the 49ers on my avoid list, which probably not on yours. Uh, The Bills, the Panthers, the Eagles, Buccaneers, Packers, Chargers, Seahawks, Broncos, and Jets. Okay, I've got the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Redskins, the Saints, Broncos, Falcons, Texans, Panthers, and Jets on my list with dishonorable mention to Arizona and Cleveland. Not terrible. We've got some overlap. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we spend more time than usual on the, uh, the player uh, Rex this week, so we're going to have to uh, make up a little bit of time on the game predictions. So I I'm believe gonna, Okay, I'm going to speak at uh, twice my normal uh, speed here <laughs> and cut down on the commentary. So we already talked about the revenge motive with the Thursday night game. Uh, Vikings hosting the Redskins. I think this will be no contest. Thank goodness there's no mercy rule in the NFL because I think they'd need it. But I'll go with the final score of Vikings 31, Redskins 10. Okay, I have it a little bit closer. I've got Minnesota winning 30 to 13. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a great day for Washington. I think Minnesota's going to run wild on them, especially at home. Uh, so, I mean, there's no World Series game on 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 Thursday, so we'll all be watching football. Okay, uh, next up we've got uh, Jacksonville against the the team that's possessed, the Jets. Uh, Jacksonville hosting, <laughs> and I'm going to go with the Gardner Minshews to beat the uh, to beat uh, the Ghostbusters this week, and uh, 24-21 over the Jets. I sure hope people show up dressed like Ghostbusters. That would make me very happy. Um, I shockingly, I'm going to pick the Jaguars to win this game, even even though there are potential ghost sightings. Uh, I think they win 27-21. I think their defense keeps them in it. Sam Darnold's got to figure out how to get people to stop talking about ghosts is really, really got to be his I, goal in life at this point. Well, I do think they have a ghost of a chance in the game, but I just don't think they're going to do it in all likelihood. I see what you did uh, there. Speaking that's of another nice New York team it. that's probably not going to win this week, the Giants are at Detroit and um, Matthew Stafford showing signs of life. Uh, Daniel Jones been on a downward trajectory the last few weeks. Uh, hard to tell how much of last week was uh, due to the, the weather that's, Definitely affected several games last week, but most notably in Washington. But uh, I'm going to go with Detroit here. I'll say uh, Lions 28, Giants 24. I'm actually taking the Giants to win this 28-24. I think it's going to be a bit of a barn burner. I think they're going to come in. They're going to right the ship. Saquon Barkley has got a week under his belt. It's going to be better. Detroit's a little banged up. Uh, I think they're going to lose it at home to the Giants. I think the Giants are going to hang around and be, you know, still relevant. I think you're just taunting me. I'm not taunting you. I actually believe the Giants are going to win this game. 
All right. If I was taunting you, I'd be doing it so, much better than this. <laughs> all right. Next up, we've got uh, <laughs> Philadelphia traveling to Buffalo to face the Josh Allens, and much to my chagrin, I find myself. Josh uh, yeah, who would have thunk early and before the season started that we'd be picking uh, Buffalo at home over Philadelphia with all their problems and injuries and. Hopefully no more Carson Wentz jerseys get burned this week, but I still think Buffalo After uh, this, emerges victorious here. Uh, if they lose, though, I don't know how much of it's going to be his fault versus the defense's fault, but I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo, who has a pretty good defense themselves, uh, 27 over Philadelphia, 24. I'm also taking Buffalo to win this game, 20 to 17, so I got a little lower scoring, but I, I agree with you. I think it's the Buffalo defense that keeps them in this. I think the Philadelphia offensive line is really beat up on both the right and left side, which is not great for Carson Wentz. And that Buffalo defense should be getting a lot more respect than it does. I think they're going to they're gonna have a hell of a game this week. And notice you did pick Philadelphia to score the number of points on Josh Allen's uh, jersey for those that are uh, numismatic. I did. I'm into symbolism. Inclined. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got uh, Seattle is this week's uh, team uh, opponent for the bum of the month or bum of the week uh, team. Atlanta is home against uh, Seattle. Um, Matt Ryan, even if he's the quarterback, I, I don't think it's going to matter. You know, Seattle, as we said, you know, defense is not getting quite the respect it deserves. And Atlanta's offense, I think, is still getting a little too much respect. I'm going to go with Seattle to win this by 10 points at home. I'll go with uh, the Chris Carson's 30 and the Atlanta's, the Devonta Freeman's 20. <laughs> Hopefully he won't punch anyone and maybe stay in the game the whole time. Could get crazy and try that. Uh, I'm also picking Seattle to win by 10. I've got to score 27-17. I think Atlanta is going to be, fantasy-wise, still very valuable to you. It's just not going to manifest into the end zone. So, I, I think Matt Ryan and his ankle will be okay. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, and I think Seattle's defense got beefed up this week. Even on the road, I think they take this easily. Well, we'll see. Um, I hope. Yeah. We'll, yeah, I hope for both our sakes we're right. But uh, this this is a little discomforting. Told you, I'm done picking Atlanta. And we just disagreed on one it. game so far. <laughs> All right, let's let's see if we can get some disagreements going here. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, this game we're probably not going to disagree on either. Uh, Tampa Bay traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee can say that um, maybe they were a little lucky to win last week, but uh, I think Ryan Tannehill and crew are going to keep the string going here this week. I think they'll have another home victory. I'll go with uh, Tennessee 27 over the Jameis Winston's 21. I'm actually even picking a closer game. I'm also picking Tennessee, which I think we were all not surprised by. I'm picking 23-20, going down to the wire, and Tennessee's going to have to make a uh, a little bit of a rally here in the fourth quarter, but Brian Tannehill can do it. I think this will be a good game to watch. This is one I'm very interested in watching. Well, I, I prefer to watch games with more offense in them, but it, it could be – the, the storyline <laughs> is interesting. If either team blows out the other, I would say it would be Tampa Bay blowing out Tennessee, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, you're probably so, right. I, I can't see Tennessee oh, blowing yeah. out Tampa, but – We'll see. So next up, we've got uh, the Chargers staying in the in the central time zone this week, uh, playing at Chicago. 
And as bad as Chicago looked last week, I I just can't imagine them looking much better this week against the Chargers defense. And then it's just a matter of, well, can the Chargers somehow, some way find a way to, to cough Play up the game, game here? I don't, I don't think they will this week. I think the the Chargers, you know, Melvin Gordon will redeem himself, and I think the Chargers win this uh, pretty easily. I'll go uh, with the Chargers 27 and the Bears 17. Good news. We're going to disagree on a second game. Um, I'm going to give you a stat that is not going to help my cause here at all, but Chicago is the only offense that hasn't hit the 300-yard mark at least once this season. Even the Dolphins have managed to do that. Despite that fact, I think Chicago's going to pull out a, a minor upset here. I think they're at home. I think they got embarrassed last week. I think Mitchell Trubisky and his bionic shoulder are going to still find a way to win this game. It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be a defensive affair here. Might be the Bears defense that wins it for him. I don't know. But I do know the Chargers are going to find a way to lose it. I have the Bears winning 19-16. Ouch. <laughs> They're not all pretty. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine that the, the Chargers could find another way to lose a game that they haven't already thought of. I but I suppose it's possible. I can. I can. And, and I'm I'm going with it this week. Taking Chicago at home. <laughs> I'm going to go with Philip Rivers is trying to run out the clock at the end of the game, and accidentally trips, gets up, and starts running towards his own end zone. <laughs> And he gets Wouldn't there before be so anybody fun. can tackle him. That's the only way I can. Could... <laughs> Look at all those people <laughs> cheering and doing the wave for me. <laughs> oh, God. That's about the only way that the Chargers haven't lost a game yet. Well, you know what? We might see it this week. What if he could have vertigo or something? He could get disoriented. Maybe Melvin Gordon yeah. just had enough and he decides he's going to play for the Bears. You just don't know. Yeah, well, that would definitely uh, make him a more attractive trade candidate for the Bears, you know, with the trade deadline coming up right after that. If John Gruden was on the Chargers, he would trade a mid-game. Mid-game to the Bears. wouldn't even matter. Yeah. That that would be fun. Okay. Um, Next up, we've got uh, Denver on the road again. Uh, They're at Indianapolis. I really thought Denver was going to do well in the Thursday night game last week. And even with uh, Patrick Mahomes being injured during the game, the, the, yeah. the carnage continues there. Uh, if they look that bad at home, I can't imagine they're going to look any better on the road. Uh, Jacoby Brissett looking like a real deal quarterback here. So I'm going to go with Indianapolis to win this. Uh, I'll go with the uh, who misses Andrew Lux 30 and Denver 17. I'm taking Indy 24-13. As I've been a proponent of all season, Jacoby Brissett and this Indy team is a real deal. I'll watch Jacoby Brissett throw the football to T.Y. Hilton all day long. Their defense is getting a little bit healthier, and that Denver offense is just not good. And now they're trading away, guys. So I don't really see a way where they're going to win this game. Um, But, you know, stranger things have happened. I wonder if they're – tanking for Tua or tanking for somebody else. I just can't imagine that they're saying, oh, we got Drew Locke last year. We're good. We don't need a quarterback anymore. I mean, Drew Locke might think they're good. It's probably like, guys, let's let's relax. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't 
think he might be the quarterback of some CFL team's future, but I don't see him. It's the XFL yeah. starting soon. He's got a chance. Yeah, the best thing about the XFL was that they allowed you know, people in motion to run you know, perpendicular to the line of scrimmage. That was awesome. So great. You can do anything. Course, I can't wait. I'm going to so many XFL games this season, I'm not even kidding. It was a real thing. All right. Oh, have fun. <laughs> I, I won't be watching with you. But um, <laughs> So next up, we've got the Passport game. We've got uh, Cincinnati on the road. Uh, technically a home game for Los Angeles, even though they'll be 6,000 miles away from home. I don't think it matters. I think they'll win easily. The Bengals, uh, another team in search of a quarterback for next year. I'll go with uh, the Bengals. Rams 37, Bengals 17. Even the fact that this is in another country doesn't make me want to watch this game. I, I just This Bengals team makes me sad. I think they are not in any danger of winning this game. Uh, I've got the Rams winning 31-17. Well, notice, too, how they put it at the 1 o'clock Eastern time slot, too, so that you wouldn't be tempted to watch it in the same way that you would if they were playing at 9.30 Eastern time. So even the NFL doesn't want you to watch this game. Might as well. No. Even the schedule makers are like, nobody wants this mess. How many people from Cincinnati do you think are traveling to London this week to watch this? How many people did the Bengals bring? That many. That many people. <laughs> the exact number I'd say. <laughs> Sorry, Cincinnati. It, it's got to get better at some point, just not this year. No, no, definitely not. All right. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, Arizona at New Orleans, and I'm going to surprise you here, I think, and I'm going to say that the the quarterback uh, uncertainty, even though they have a good option in Teddy Bridgewater, I think the uncertainty there is going to play right into Arizona's hands. Any team that can beat my Giants at home is obviously a really good team, so I'm going to pick yeah, Arizona yeah. to pick a second. So, uh, anybody that can beat that Giants juggernaut is obviously destined for the Super Bowl. So, uh, Arizona, sure. I'm going to pick you for a second uh, road victory um, in a row, and I'll go with Arizona 30, uh, New Orleans 27. I actually also picked Arizona to win this game. Like I said before, I put Drew Brees on my avoid list. I don't care if he's playing or not. Even at home, where he's statistically so much better than he is on the road, I'm just, I think it's too soon. I think you wait till after bye week. That's when you come back. I think perhaps Teddy Bridgewater being good is freaking him out a little bit, but. I think Arizona wins 27-24, and I think Kyler Murray and uh, old Chase Edmonds are going to get it done. I think maybe the maybe the Saints will bring Drew Brees back, but they'll bring him in for you know to fill Taysom Hill's role instead of Teddy Bridgewater. What if Drew Brees think? only runs the Wildcat offense? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty self-defeating. <laughs> Fun to watch. What if they been strictly for wildcat plays? Oh God, that's about the only reason I'd want to watch. <laughs> that would definitely be musty TV for me. God, that'd right. be good. Um, anyway, next up we've got uh, San Francisco. That's okay. <laughs> next up, we show's devolving into a giggle fest. 
Um, next up, we've got San Francisco. San Francisco hosting Carolina. You're still picturing Drew Brees running a wildcat. Like once you start thinking about it in your head, you can't stop. It's just so absurd. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> the only thing more entertaining than that would be if they had Patrick Mahomes running the wildcat this week. But and there were also ghosts of wide receivers. <laughs> Great. Jeez. No. I, you know, I we could fix I, this this problem. We fix it real quick. Viewership, quarterback you know questions, just, all answered. You know what just occurred to me too that Sam Darnold's teammates are all going to be in white this week. <laughs> no, isn't that awful? <laughs> He's really going to get uh, spooked. Poor guy. All right, back to the poor game guy. at hand here. We've got Carolina at San Francisco. San Francisco is still undefeated. Can't Carolina knock them from the ranks of the unbeaten? Um, yes. I'm guessing you'll the say yes, but yes. I'll say no. The answer no, is yes. Not. No, the answer is a definitive no. San Francisco, you know, even even in the slop, that pass rush uh, was effective, and I think they're going to take Kyle Allen out behind the woodshed this week. I'll go with a final score of uh, San Francisco 28, Carolina 24. Emmanuel Sanders Kyle Allen can be behind the woodshed. I don't even care because Christian McCaffrey is the reason they win this game 21-17. The Jimmy Garoppolo's are getting a one in the last column this week. All right. We'll we'll hold you to that. That's going to be topic one, topic A of conversation for next week's show. If it doesn't happen. If it does happen, I'll pretend it never did. So anyway, moving on. like normal. Exactly. Uh, moving on, uh, next late game, we've got Cleveland going to New England. Earlier in the season, uh, before Baker Mayfield and the Browns started to implode, this would have sounded like a really attractive matchup. Now, not so much. I think New England will so. continue their uh, so. dominant, unbeaten ways. I don't know if they're going to go 18-0 uh, and 0 this season, but or 19-0 and 0 this season, but I do think that uh, – They're going to win this game pretty handily. I'll say New England 37, Cleveland 21. I have New England 37, Cleveland 20. So I think we're on the same page. Josh Gordon got put on IR a few days before his potential revenge game. So we did miss that. That's that's too bad. Hopefully they'll still let him be on the sidelines so he can yell things. There you go. Do whatever to disrupt the game. But uh, next up, Houston hosting... That would be fun. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Houston hosting Oakland. And I think this is going to be one of the more entertaining games of the week. But I think Houston is going to have just enough offense to pull this out at home. I'll say Houston 31 and Oakland 28. I'm taking John Gruden is crazy ass to win 30 to 24. I think Oakland's upsetting them this week. I think their defense is the difference. I think you just feel obligated to pick him when it gets close to Halloween. Chucky. That and the fact that I love that he traded one of his own starting cornerbacks to the team he was playing that week. Granted, he's like not even in the top ten of quarterbacks in the league, but still, that's just ludicrous. Only John Gruden. All right. I love it. So next, next up, we've got. Uh, Green Bay at Kansas City. Uh, Patrick Mahomes hadn't had his uh, accident, you know, his injury ten days ago. I'd say this would be a much more 
or actually it was in 10 days ago. It's uh, only eight days ago, seven days, six days. I'll count them all down. Um, if he all hadn't had numbers. that injury, this game would have been a lot more interesting. Now I think it's going to be pretty one-sided. I'll go with the Aaron Rodgers' 34 and the um, – The Matt Moore's. The Matt Moore experience? The Matt Moore's, dare I say it, uh, 21. So I don't think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I have, the actual, I have the exact same score, the Packers winning 34-21, which means probably exactly not what will happen. <laughs> well, I think the Chiefs would have a better chance with Roger Moore at quarterback than Matt Moore, but we'll see. I mean, I would like Matt Moore to come out and have Or Michael Moore. Now. Oh, jeez. He does not look fleet of foot. No, just bring him in to run the Wildcat. Yes. All right. Brief can teach him how. <laughs> yes. All right, and then to wrap up the game and make sure you have some time for DFS, we've got uh, Pittsburgh's turn to beat up on Miami this week. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit closer. I don't know why, but Pittsburgh uh, seems to be in the underachieving mode this season. Uh, yeah. Even with their uh, banged-up quarterbacks, I don't think that's uh, – total excuse, but I'll go with uh, Pittsburgh to win this 27-21. I've got Pittsburgh winning 28-17, so I I don't see it quite as close as you, but still, I think Pittsburgh wins despite being banged up and underachieving. So unfortunately not the most riveting of Monday Night Football games, but if you're playing some Daily Fantasy this week, we've got some good options for you at Value Picks, and we'll start with the good stuff. Uh, If you're looking to stack your lineups, and of course you are if you want to win, Uh, The Titans, Seahawks, and the Lions would be my picks for your stacks this week if you're looking to spend a little bit more. Um, Some people are also liking the Falcons. How are you stacking the Lions if you're not even picking them to win? Doesn't matter. I think they'll score points. And value-wise, absolutely, I'll build around that. I like Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay. I like them this week. I want to put them together. I want to win some money. That's my plan. Uh, At quarterback... (laughs) I like Ryan Tannehill. I like the aforementioned Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, all good values. Uh, Running back Le'Veon Bell, who I'm way higher on than you. (laughs) Jamal Williams, Leonard Fournette, and Latavius Murray that is pending Alvin Kamara being out. But I might use him as flex even if he plays. I'm not entirely convinced Alvin Kamara is totally healthy. I did. I did recommend Daniel Jones. I'm I'm here for it. I picked the Giants to win. I am here for it. Wide receiver. I like Corey Davis. I like Kenny Stills. I like Kenny Galladay, Cole Beasley. Uh, at tight end, OJ Howard, Delaney Walker. If he doesn't play, uh, Johnny Smith, perfectly serviceable there as well. I think Delaney Walker is going to play. And defensively, I like Seattle and Indy a whole lot. So there are your picks. Like them or not. Sherpa approved or not. There you go. Uh, we'll be back next week. Somebody please put the show out of its misery. Possibly Drew Brees running the Wildcat. You never know. Maybe we'll recommend Mike Kosicki. You don't know what happened. We could be haunted. You just don't know. Uh, We'll be back next Wednesday night from uh, from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. You can find us all week long at Fantasy Football Sherpa on Facebook. We are on Twitter at the number 4THN into show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck, unless, of course, you're playing us.